Hello and welcome to episode 87 of Our Weird Life. My name's Jack. My name's Jodie. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Welcome back. Don't know if you can hear that in the background, but that is the glorious sound of not snow, but a rain. April showers, if you will. Oh yeah, I forgot. April Since showers. Since it is the 3rd of April today. Tis indeed. Jib, 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 little April showers. <laughs> Where does that come from? Bambi. Oh yeah, of course. I forgot it that. It was my favourite movie when I was little. Bambi's a great one. Yeah. What's your favourite part of Bambi? That. That scene? Yeah, with the mouse. Oh, under yeah. the under the and he's like drip drop drip <laughs> drop and it just gets more and more. I used to actually practice um ballet routine ballet routines to that. Did you? Yeah. It's so iconic, isn't it, that film? Mm. Um there's so much the the illustration is so beautiful. Mm, yeah, when the when uh, Bambi comes out in the snow. Yeah, it's very sad as well. It really is, but it swings between these really bright scenes and these terribly dark scenes. And yeah, it's scary and it's funny and it's it's mm-hmm. really it's got everything that you would want in a film. Yeah, like and actually at the end too um, is one of my favourite scenes where Bambi's a grown man, man. <laughs> You're grown. <laughs> You're a real man. If you've never watched Bambi, Bambi grows into a grown man. Yes. But he was a deer. No. Um, when he's a grown deer and he's got his antlers mm. and he's really proud and he looks after the forest and um, his mother is telling the baby, like, about, yeah. like, his son, the, the mother of his son, yeah, is telling, is telling him about his dad because he's never met his dad. Right. Because he's like, oh, he's he's like leader of the forest, mm. and and then one day he bumps into him, doesn't he? Do you remember? We'll watch it. We'll watch it later. Yeah. Okay. I'd, he comes up on the cliff saw... like this, and he's like, dum, dum. yeah. The music's okay. really like, I recall that, yeah. And he, and he's like, what's your name or whatever? I don't know what he says to him. <laughs> what's your name? <laughs> what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, one thing that they used Bambi. to do. What's your name? <laughs> I forgot the name of the child. I can't remember. Is it Florine? No, that's the girl, isn't it? Florine. Or is that a type of cleaner? <laughs> a type of... Uh, that's a thing that come, is used in cleaning. No, that's chlorine or chlorine. Chlorine. Oh, fluoride, isn't it? That's, is that in What's toothpaste? her name? <laughs> Let me look. Bambi Cast. <laughs> I'm curious now. Uh, Bambi, some Bambi's mother doesn't have a name. It's just Bambi's mother. There you go. Nameless deer. Feline. Feline. Who's that? That's the. That's his girlfriend. Huh. Yeah. You didn't, know when they meet. Didn't know that. Yeah, I did. And she's like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like running through the forest. <laughs> I didn't know that. And he gets all like infatuated with her. One thing that they used to do in. Is Bambi a boy or a girl? Did you not watch the movie? You must have your eyes closed if you don't know that. <laughs> He's the great prince of the forest. What the heck? <laughs> what the heck? Um, yeah, one of the things that used to happen in films was a a music score was almost like another character in the film. Yeah. So, you know, let's say scenes in something like Bambi... I'm sorry. How dare you? 
playing <laughs> audio while I'm speaking. Didn't mean to. <laughs> um, sometimes you could have scenes where there was no dialogue going on at all, mm. but the music was. I mean, Fantasia, the whole precisely blooming film is music. No dialogue required yet. The music is acting as like a, mm. a narrator almost. That doesn't that doesn't happen anymore. You know my other favourite song from old Disney movies. Duh. Um. Scar's song. I love Scar. Oh, that's great, isn't it? Boom, boom. Be prepared. Yeah, that's that's really good. <laughs> yeah. The drums in that are really cool. The yeah. <laughs> but even that's really clever because when the cliffs come up, like the rocks come up, don't they? Yes. Yeah. And he's jumping from rock to rock. What a great scene. We prepare for sensational news. He's a really good villain. Tiny new era, tiptoeing nearer. He's like, and um, where do we feature? Just listen to teacher. I think he's I like the iconic Disney villain, really, because he's evil, but he's also, he's got this... He's like kooky, isn't he? Yeah, he's got this kooky side. You know, the he's same likeable. way that Hades has got it as well. Yeah, I love Hades too. Yeah. Scar's a great villain. How did we start talking about Disney, by the way? Oh, because of the rain. <laughs> We went from rain to... Because I said drip, drip, drop. Which to Bambi. I, whenever I think of rain, I think of that song. So Bambi was your favourite Disney movie? Or was it your favourite movie? Um, when when you I was, kid? like, young, young, no, I just watched all of them. I don't know if I had a favourite when I was really young. Yeah. But when I was, like, a teenager, because there was a stage where I just stopped watching Disney movies, hmm. I think when I was a, like, tween. But when I got to about 14 or 15, I watched, because, you know, it wasn't cool. When I was like 13. Well, it kind of went through a bit of a naff stage. I, I remember yeah. for during the was it like late 90s, you know, and there was that period of like Atlantis, El Dorado, mm. uh, Tarzan. El Dorado's good. Well, I'm not saying they're bad, I'm just saying yeah. Disney wasn't very popular then. It no, wasn't, no, it wasn't right. in vogue, was it really? <laughs> in vogue. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway yes. I when I got to like a late teen, I thought, I haven't watched these movies for a long time. I should watch them again. And I watched Bambi and I was shocked. Mm. It, like, really moved me. I was like, I cannot believe. It's very dramatic. Yeah. And it was very emotional. Same with Lion King. Well, they're the first... um, (laughs) They're the first movies that you see... What does he say, Dad? ...that really show you or start talking to you about death. Mm -mm. You know? Yeah. And for, for many people, that's the first... Um, sorry, for many kids, that may or may not be the first, you know, the first time where they're faced with that dilemma of thinking about losing their loved ones. Yeah. That's quite, that's a really, that's a significant moment, isn't it? You know. Yeah, and I remember being... Like tackling that, just the thought yeah. of it. It's yeah. very hard to um, come to terms with. No, it is. But it's, I never questioned it. You know, as a kid, no. I just watched the movie and you know I never questioned it no I just thought you don't do you no and, and well because you don't know how to question it do you really no you don't exactly know what <laughs> what questions you should be asking yeah or could be asking about those kind of things about those really heavy I mean subjects Mufasa comes back and speaks to his son mm. and I always thought that was really cool like I like to imagine that Loved ones that passed away were in the, the stars yeah. and in the, like uh, Rafiki says, like it, he's in the wind, he's in the mm. leaves, in the trees, and that he lives in you, that song. 
It's yeah. a very emotional song. <laughs> I love that song. And then actually all the music in that album, well, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, but in Bambi, she doesn't come back. No, it's just so, quite final, right? Yeah. And he has to survive without her, mm. um, which is, you know, very traumatic. Very much so. But good lessons, you know. Yeah, necessary ones too. Mm-hmm. It's not really... <laughs> I don't think we realise how soon we're introduced to some of these really heavy topics that happen in life. Yeah. Until you, you think back to those. I don't want to I don't want to talk about, like, negative-y things or, like, sad things, but do you remember the first time that you were introduced to death? The, the idea of death? Mm. Is this too negative? No, we're not sad. It's just we're just we're talking, <laughs> you know, uh, experience of kids. Hmm. Because I I remember mine quite vividly. I don't I don't think I really recall. I don't think I, I recall a specific moment. No. There was two moments for me when I was young that really stick out to me. Hmm. One was Princess Diana dying. I, I absolutely agree with you there. Yeah, yeah. I think I, t- I was about I totally five or six years old. I might have even been younger than that. Hmm. But I remember how upset my mum was. That's exactly the same memory like, I have. really upset, yeah. like crying. And I'd never seen her that distraught before. And I, no. keep in mind, I'm real, really young. Hmm. So seeing my mother, like, and she was watching TV. I remember I came downstairs and she was watching TV and... Just sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. Hmm. And I just, Mom, what's wrong? What's, oh, Princess Diana died. What? Why are you sad? Like, I couldn't understand why she was sad. Because, <laughs> yeah. one, you don't know her. And hmm. I, I, I didn't know her really. Like, I was like a baby, practically. Um, but I remember thinking, like, oh, like, we're supposed to be sad. Hmm. When that word is mentioned or this happened, like, because, and then I, I remember mom saying, like, I said, why, why are you sad? And she's, and mom said, she's gone to heaven. And I was like, well, why are you crying? And mom said something like, we'll never see her again. Yeah. Or she can't be here with us anymore. And she's very young and that's very sad. Mm. And I remember, I remember being like, oh, like, I literally learnt it there and then from that moment. Um, and there was another, I think I was a bit older, there was a lady on my street and she was a, quite an old lady and um, my mum would go and check in a, on her every now and again. She was a neighbour of ours. Mm. And um, she passed away and as the ambulance was taking her away in the street, I remember asking my mum, like, where is she going? Where are they taking her? And again, my mum said, oh, well, she's passed away, so she won't be coming back. We can't see her anymore. Um, But one day you might be able to see her in heaven. Like, you know, and I was like, oh, and I was okay with that. And I remember, like, she said to, like, if you look up at the stars at night, the brightest one is the person you love that has, like, left. So if you look up at the sky... She, she's there. And I always did that when I was a kid, especially because of Pinocchio too. Yeah. He always wished upon a star. So with those two thoughts in my mind, I made a connection that 
oh, well, your loved ones are looking over you from the stars. And mm. if you look up and tell them what you want, they will help it. Yeah. They will help you in, in life, you know, like they're always listening to you and watching you. And I still believe that to this day, that they're always listening and watching and like around, you know. Yeah. Do you remember yours? I'd, honestly, as soon as you said about Princess Diana's Anna, death, yeah. my, my memory of that is so vivid. The TV, it was the TV too, like so many people crying on TV. Yeah. And you're just not used to seeing it, especially as a child, like all everything on TV is like super happy and colourful and like when you come down on a week on the weekend and the cartoons are on, you know, <laughs> you're just like, what's this on TV? Everyone crying, I'm so confused. Like, yeah. I remember um, that was one of those moments too where, there's something very haunting that happens on TV. I don't know quite if it's, it happens so much now, but it certainly used to when the internet wasn't really a thing. Was when these big world events would occur, you'd get the breaking news. Yes, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we interrupt this program to, yeah, you know, for breaking news kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And this strange drop of emotion that would happen when you'd see that kind of mm-hmm. thing you know you're like oh no yeah something bad terrible is about to happen mm-hmm. i can recall that for about maybe four different instances in time and that was obviously one of them but yeah i also came downstairs and my mom was in front of the tv and she was crying yeah. and i remember she called my nan mm-hmm. you know just and they were obviously calling around to see if they knew what yeah. had happened and they were all they were so devastated by mm. it uh, because yeah. i i think it I don't know how other people around the world feel about the royal family, but for us, they for many people, sorry, they're um, they're they're our family. They like we see them all the time. We watch them all the time. But Princess Diana specifically, she was around the same age mm. as our moms. Yeah, true. And I know that they look like they looked up to her. She was like breaking free of the royal mold, and she was like very sweet and kind and I think as well she presented the image of a mother yeah she oh yeah she obviously resonated with all Mm. the mothers yeah well we're like the same and like you said you know you you have this in lifestyle at least you have this huge divide between almost this kind of like divine Mm. god like you know set of people who exist and regular folk. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, so I guess to to bridge that gap was really significant. Yeah. Because it hadn't really been done before, had it, let's face it. No. Um, and I don't know if people would be that sad for anyone else. No, that's a good but, point, actually. But she was very loved mm. by women of her age yeah. and lots of other people too, but... Yeah, women that were the same age as her and yeah. um, saw themselves in her maybe in some way, I don't know, like related to her or, uh, yeah, they they really sobbed for her, mm. you know, the tragic, it was a tragic death and, and she was too young and she left those two boys and like watching them follow behind um, the coffin was like was horrible, you know, yeah. they put themselves in that situation and that. I think that in that is also sad to think about. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. Yeah. And very unusual for 
the fam the royal family they they get the best of care right so you expect them to live a long time well you you just don't really imagine that that could ever be no a thing do you i guess no um that's interesting we had the same probably many many other people i was just thinking of our, <laughs> let's say our age range yeah. you know yeah there must have been so many other kids that also had that particular viewpoint mm. you know not really understanding what it had gone on but mm-hmm. they felt it yeah from their family around them very yeah. unusual it was <laughs> unusual a real experience. it was a real like it was a real sad time you could yeah. feel it with like if you went to the shop or something like people were questioning the mm. um the um, circumstance yeah. around her death and and it was like talked about for a long time still to this day very true i feel like you know i'd be interested to see if our parents generation they feel like they went through or experienced the same kind of transitions that we did yeah when we were growing up because i feel like our age range in particular like we're both in our 30s now right yeah <laughs> Sorry to remind you. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't they? We're both in our thirties. We, you know, we're born in the um, early nineties. Mm. Um, I feel like we we saw so many changes. Yes, in, we did. Yeah. Um, technology, in particular, I think mm. that was just the, the biggest thing. The mm. fact that we went from, you know, from a time where the internet wasn't a thing, really, mm. that we were aware of. To all of a sudden, it was in our education. We had computers, yeah, yeah, you know, and it just kind of snowballed from there. Mm. These very significant changes in, uh, and by the time we left school, we had mobile phones. Exactly, mobile phones. Mm. Then the whole idea of Wi-Fi. I always remember my mum saying she remembers the first colour TV. Yeah, so, and then. She also remembers, like, the man walking on the moon. I mean, that, that's got to be such the moon, a... Sorry, I should have said the moon landing. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, so I think so. I think they did feel that. So why is it then that now, r- relatively, because I think everything that is now impressive has become scaled down to such minute details mm. that we're not very impressed by things anymore no it's true there are these incredible changes in uh technology and science that we just were a bit desensitized to i think yeah and there's like there's apps every day that are created to make your life easier and really clever things like really smart that must have taken the the engineers however many years of their life to produce but it's just on hand. Yeah. Like you and really... it just appears. You're not <laughs> yeah. like, it's so normal look at too. this new app. It's just like, oh, here's an app. It's pretty cool. You should download it. Yeah. It's like not a big deal. It's weird. It really is. Whereas like... Like it makes me wonder now what it would take for me to feel amazed mm. by something like that. Because you, you see stuff that's pretty incredible. You know, people yeah. conquering feats that have never been done before but i don't know that I've, there's a disconnect somewhere i think you're right yeah and i don't know where it went <laughs> and I, think, I don't think it's just us <laughs> no 
I think like it's just that everything is so like now, now, now. You want to see yeah, a video so of whatever you want, you can see it right now. It can't come like, fast enough almost, can it? But I, I remember like sitting at my computer waiting hours and hours and hours for a video to download. <laughs> yeah. Like there yeah. was no like YouTube. No, of course. You know, and like, yeah, it's just, and now it's just like within the space of 10 years, it's, it's completely changed yeah it really is like 20 years even what do you um so much faster so what i feel like what i feel is happening now is that that we're going through the again the next transition will be from the physical world to the digital world right quite literally living our lives in a digital universe scares me so much i'm sorry my question was yeah what's well, where do you see that going? Can you imagine having an existence that is so real mm. in a digital frame that you can almost switch off from the fact that there is another world, which is this one that well, we're living in? the thing is, we're, we already do that. Yeah. We're already there. People post exactly what they want to post on Instagram and how they want to present themselves. Yeah. But then on top of that, like... Everything is done through, like, if you're in a different place, different part of the world, you can just go on Zoom. There's, that, you can just have a chat, a video chat online, right, meetings yeah. online. Like, I know... That's essentially, that's that's a metaverse, isn't it? That's essentially a metaverse of its own kind. I guess so, Because yeah. we're speaking to images of people. Yeah. Who, they aren't there. No. In physical, but they, you know, it's, an, it's a digital representation of their face and their yeah. audio that we just sort of accept <laughs> yeah we accept it mm-hmm. um actually i saw today so um the new pixar movie turning red yeah. a lot of that was recorded in the um like the sorry the voices the voice actors yeah. had to record it in their own homes and really? yeah and the director was coming through on video wow to say like yeah that's good or one more cut or whatever so they must have like shipped all the equipment to them and they set it all up in their own house and there's like some that's unbelievable there's like some footage of them doing it in their house but it's on like a phone camera or something because obviously they they had to set it all up themselves that's fascinating the fact that this movie is now produced from from wherever this person lives not even in like a studio like environment because they, they had to do that because of, obviously, everything that's go, been going on the last couple of years. But, yeah, of course. What a transition, though. But, but like, now it can be done. Mm. And yeah, same just, with online jobs. Like, so many jobs moved to online because they were forced to. Yeah. So it just gave that, let's move everything digital and let's move our whole life digital. It just gave it that extra push. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and now, and like, so now you have this big shift, right, yeah. In every career market to more remote working. And that won't go back because I guess companies have thought, well, we can save so much money. <laughs> we don't need all these employees in the, yeah. in the base. We can just have them all over the world. Yeah, we don't need to fly this person out yeah. for this interview or this. Exactly. We don't need to get them a visa because no. why, they, they've got they the skills. They can home. do it from, from their home. Yeah, and also technology now is so advanced. Like, <laughs> you can just send someone the equipment. 
and they can just do it at the house and the yeah. quality is going to be great look look at us here we're recording a podcast with we've got our own nice radio e- station equipment. yeah which is unbelievable and That's pretty so much strange. anyone can do that right <laughs> yeah like i mean <laughs> it's i say it's it, it's relatively cheap the setup that we've got here is not you know it's not state of the art mm. but the fact that we're able to do it at all is just it's just yeah. unbelievable. You're making me hot thinking about it. Sorry. Not hot like sexy hot. Like <laughs> hot like <laughs> I'm getting warm <laughs> thinking about moving my life to digital forever. Well the thing I, is, you know what, Jack? People mm. love the outdoors. I know people say like, Oh, I just want to stay home and not talk to anybody and just stay in my little bubble. Mm-hmm. Of course. But the experiences when you when you when you can go out there and actually physically like see it and experience it and everything yeah that i don't think anything beats that yeah that's something that you just can't really emulate i don't think see no no no, i say that no i don't think so. somewhere down the line maybe you can maybe you can really get to the point where you can just trick like so for for example uh last week i was reading about the concept of how the um the publishing market would change as a result of this of the metaverse and and retail mm. and it was posed that you could enter this virtual reality and you could walk down the street you would hear see maybe smell all the things that you would experience mm. as you were going to the shop let's say you're going to a bookstore right you can browse all the books you can you know, flick through them, pick them up, read through pages, all as you would in reality. Yeah. And then you just maybe you scan it with your digital payment system, whatever it might be, and bang, you take off the VR set and you own that book. So you it's created like a, a semi reality that's a digital experience. And I it just blew my mind that that might ever be a possibility. Can I tell you why I don't think people would go for that? Okay. That takes time. Mm. Setting it all up, putting on the headset, sitting down. Okay, I'm going to go to the shop now. Yeah. Like maybe if it was something very special that you probably wouldn't like be able to see otherwise. Right. Like if you went to the Empire State Building or something like that. Like mm. something like amazing, some like on top of Mount Everest, for example. Like maybe something like that. But just going to the shop and buying a book you could literally just go online and do, do, do. I've got that book now. How about... Oh, no. Oh, no, the heat is screaming at us. That's going to keep screaming. It is. Just give me a sec. I'll be back. Okay, so Jack... <laughs> Jack is standing up and he's walking over to the... Oh, he missed it. Did you turn it off? No. Okay, he's running. He's wearing shorts, everybody. This is wild. I'm wearing shorts. It's wild. It actually snowed a little bit this week <laughs> and the disappointment was unreal that it was snowing again yeah I it's almost, raining today uh, as you can hear but jack is wearing shorts i almost turned around and closed the door shorts. again when i saw the snow it's like i'm not going to work today <laughs> no thank you we've no, had enough you. of you goodbye i just i like i just opened the wrong door to narnia or something <laughs> now, yeah, th- this april, is not my realm um april 1st what was april Fool's day ah okay how about um if something ever occurred where bookstores were no longer, they that don't, they no longer existed. So sad. This so is, this all is the bookstores go out of out of business. 
but you you crave that experience so much. Like going to a, a bookshop. Then put a, then someone will make a bookstore. Yeah, in the metaverse. I mean, Could, sure, sure, but I just that would be so sad. I mean, I, I don't say I'll, I'm not saying I like it. Mm. It's just I don't. Companies are left, right, and centre are buying digital land now. They're buying properties in this this intangible place. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Real estate that doesn't exist, they're buying it. It's just, I don't know. I think this is too deep for us, Jack, on we, this podcast. We're getting pretty deep, aren't we? Uh, in the vein of changes. Oh, gosh. We had many changes that occurred last week, this week, whatever you want to call it. Um, and loads of the teachers who we've been working with, they've, they've now left. Okay, so we're moving on from the digital first. We're moving from the digital to the to reality. Let us know. Send us a message. Let us know what you think. Yeah, we're curious. Just curious. Everyone's curious about it, right? Because no one knows where the hell it's going to go. But anyway, okay, let's anyway, move yeah. on. Um, and the thing that happened, particularly in Japanese culture, is there's a very strict sort of ritual that goes on with meeting <laughs> new people and, you know, the, your self-introduction... Mm. And you passing of a business card and bowing and all that kind of thing. And um, I would have thought by now that I'd be used to it because yeah. it's happened so many times. It does to both of us mm. every day. But I'm not. <laughs> no. And this changing of the guard that happens almost every year of new people you have to work with, mm-hmm. I just never quite get used to it. I don't know what it is. And I dread it. Change. Yeah. I think it's because you you don't know you don't know everyone's roles. Mm. So you have you have names, right? You're given names. This person's gonna be working this person's taking this person's job. Mm. But the problem is we don't know everyone's names because yeah. they tend to change every year, like you said. So when they say to you, like, this person's take oops sorry, this person's taking this person's job and you work in four schools. So that is hundreds of people that are exchanging and you're not <laughs> going to know who the previous person was and what their job was and mm. now they're changing with somebody else. Okay, great. Like, I'm, I don't know who that is. I don't know who it was before and I don't know who it is now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and they're going to be working on this floor of this building. and That's so true. Like, and you don't know how your relationship will be with that person. Like, you don't know if you're going to see them every week or... It's like a lottery, really, because it could go either way. And then the, <laughs> the people that come here and they change, they do things very differently to yeah, the previous person. They all person. have their own habits. Obviously, because they're a different person working. and they've come from another school with a different set of rules. Mm. Well, almost the same, but... So you're kind of kind of waiting to see how your relationship is going to be with them like will they want me to do things a certain way will they expect something of me or will they just tell me what they want like or are they are they gonna ask me to do like i don't know like you know you you're Mm. trying to figure out that relationship but it's not just one new staff member it's like 50 or Mm. something i don't know like across the four four schools It's just a lot to remember. Yeah, and then and then yeah. on top of that, the teachers that you've been working with for some of them up to like four years, the whole time we've been here, are also leaving as well. And there's there's a strange sort of secrecy right up to until the day that they leave. 
Yeah, that's almost, odd, isn't it? Which is like... That's really odd. They don't tell you if they're leaving or not. Yeah. And for some like, reason... <laughs> I don't know. You can't be part of the secret. <laughs> no. But then, like, the the day that they leave, you're expected to give a gift. Hmm. And not, it doesn't matter if you don't, I guess, but it is part of the culture to give a gift. And they will give... If they're leaving, they have to give one back. Yeah. And... I assume too for the new teachers like a welcome gift. So it's just it's a lot as well, especially I had if you fifteen cakes <laughs> on the day when I met all the new people. Fifteen wow. cakes arrived on my desk. I was rounding in dough. Like. <laughs> that was just at one school as well. Yeah, unbelievable. Um yeah. but I I think what what I meant was I know that change is is an incredible thing. Like we changed our lives coming over here mm-hmm. entirely, mm-hmm. and it was, um, it was a wonderful effect. You know, we had we've had so many great experiences in Japan, but every time you come to a change, <laughs> it's really scary. It is really scary. Why do we not learn that? It, do you know what I mean? Yeah, to you have to embrace that fear. Or why is there mm. fear if we know that change is good? Why do we fear it so much every single time? Because I think for a few reasons. One, there's there's like peace in comfort mm. you know you're comfortable you know everything and you you sorted you're comfortable you know yeah. there's but the change is the unknown and that's scary that's walking into the lion's den like you don't know you what's don't know gonna what's going to be there like yeah. you're not sure you know if it's going to be an angry lion or like come in have a cup of tea like you don't know <laughs> you know and you always hope for the best and and you know, expect expect something maybe to go wrong, but hope for the best mm. and try to look at things like positively. But still there's that level of uncertainty. Yeah, there's always that lingering mm-hmm. doubt of what if this doesn't quite go how yeah. I hope it will. I remember this when I was still walking for like the first time and I I was still walking with someone who was very advanced. I keep hitting the teacup. Um and she'd been doing it for years and she was very confident and mm. just not the type of person that would worry about that at all. She's very confident, very like, what, what's, the, what's the issue? And I, I remember I couldn't, there was, um, I think this was my first gig. I walked into the into the venue and there was no walls. Told, no. told on to me. <laughs> yeah. So if you know anything about still walking. Walls are pretty useful sometimes. If you've ever wondered, like, how do you put your stilts on? How do you put your stilts on as a stilt walker? Mm. You know, they're high up. Have you ever thought about it? I didn't either until I was in that situation. Mm. You either sit on something really high and you put them both on at the same time. Yep. Like, like doing up your shoes, you know. Or you lean against a wall, stand on a chair, put one on and then the other on. Yep. Um, by kind of balancing on one. But you're leaning on the wall, right? So it's safe. <laughs> so when I got to this venue and there was a tent and no wall, that meant I only had a chair. I had a chair. I put one stilt on and then I had to balance on that stilt where I put the other stilt on. I had nothing to hold on to. In a this tent. Is my, in a tent. This is my first gig. It's a very prestigious event. It was in London. It was in a really nice hotel. And um, I was very nervous and I was with this girl who is super confident and super and I was very scared and she was just like so (laughs) 
I was like, oh, there's no wall. And so deal with it. <laughs> what are you going to do? You either don't do the gig, you fall over and you don't do the gig, or you grow some balls, basically, <laughs> and you try and do it. Mm. You can walk on stilts. You can stand on one stilt. You can put your stilts on with one. On one. And I was... She was very inspiring to me, but I was also terrified of her because she was just so... I was like, I was like, can you help me? She said, no. <laughs> she, said if, she said, if you are on your own on a gig or, you know, the other still walker is late or you don't know the circumstance, she said, you need to practice this on your own without the wall. And she said, and you should have practiced it before because you don't know the circumstance when you get here well trial by you, fire. Practi- you practice on different terrains you know you you should have practiced so i was like okay <laughs> i'll do it and i did it i did it luckily yeah. um but it was i was terrified before i even went out there but then everything that came after that was a relief because that was the scariest part for me yeah of course without a doubt yeah it's funny actually you say that because my first stop walking gig you taught me to to still walk mm-hmm. and um within the it was about a month probably took about four weeks yeah and then my first gig our first gig together and uh i put my stilts on had a costume on and off we go <laughs> and i turn around <laughs> and it's all uphill and downhill mm. the whole way i never practiced downhill. on stilts downhill and it's totally different it feels totally different. Well, Your balance was, um, is like not. It was filmed in a like an a, like a recreation of an old street. Yeah, it's, it? it's a museum of kind, isn't it? But the, yeah. the outdoors also looks like a yeah, know, and it had old fashioned street. Um, actually, if you watch Peaky Blinders, some of Peaky Blinders was filmed there. So That's imagine right. the kind of cobbled streets of Peaky Blinders. Yeah, very industrial. And, yeah, you know. and. Um, there was <laughs> this wasn't part of the gig but to get to the area where we were filming which was on the cobbled streets yeah. there was a there was a real hill and i had already started to make my way down um i wasn't on stilts that day and you were just brave and i know i've got to do this cuz i was going to help you but obviously there's loads of other performers there and you just wanted to I mean, I didn't feel very brave. Like, as I was doing it, I remember Mm. thinking, what am I doing? Well, you had to hold on to the wall, too, for a little bit, because I remember there was three of the stilt walkers, Mm. and the one guy, again, he'd been doing it for years. He was, like, skipping. He, like, ran down the hill. Yeah, he did run, yeah. That was was a wonderful knock to my confidence. (laughs) (laughs) Because there was was me, literally, like, 10-foot Bambi. Yeah. Uh, more than 10 foot yeah more than 10 foot trying to just you know get my bearings on this new skill that I'd barely learned mm. <laughs> and mm. um, yeah watching this other guy just skipping along didn't he don't he did jumps and mm. he did everything yeah uh, real like incredible skills yeah with it but yeah but yeah it's like you say that expectation that you have of something when it doesn't <laughs> when it doesn't quite happen. Yeah, it rarely does. Really, does it? You have a new experience and you you think it's going to go a certain way. How how often does it ever go the way you expect it to? Mm. It's rare, isn't it? Really. Yeah, I think if you if you're putting yourself out there to do the new experience, it's you're usually in a pretty good frame of mind. 
Suppose, you're ready uh, for the change. You're yeah, maybe you're allowing a little, yourself to be vulnerable enough to be like, yeah. And I think you have fail. to be a little bit, um, uh, like anticipating it a little bit, maybe like for it to go wrong. You mean, or just not to be what you expect? Um, just like nervously anticipating it. I think yeah. is like a good nervous. You know, like the night before Christmas. <laughs> like yeah. you know. That's probably a good example. Like, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. true. But it's, like, it's exciting, I think. It is. Change is a good thing. Can I tell you something? Because I've been wanting to talk about... Sorry, I just banged the table again. I've been wanting to mention this a whole podcast, but there is no way of me just, like, dropping (laughs) it into the conversation. Because it it just doesn't fit. But, like, I was thinking about my week. And this week I was... um, I was just practicing some drawings and I thought I'm going to like go back in time a little bit nostalgic and I'm going to I'm going to draw some toys in the style like uh, in a certain art art style. So I drew um, the Furby. And it just brought all these like memories back (laughs) to me and how amazing that was. I guess I could have fit it into when we were talking about technology because I remember we had a Tamagotchi, right? It was like a small, like pet that was on your on like a small device, <laughs> which is crazy now because this could just exist on your phone. But um, <laughs> exactly. But you'd feed it, and if you know it would poop, and mm. you had to clean up the poop, otherwise it would die. Yep. And I remember when I got the Furby, like it didn't really move; it just moved its eyes and its mouth. But it was it was like a little. If you don't know what, I'm sure. People know what furbies are. Well, they like. still exist now, yeah. There's like a little fluffy like animal thing. Animatronic, not animatronic, but like, what do you call it? Um, mechanical. Mechanical, yeah. yeah, toy. And it would move its mouth and its eyes and that was it. And I was just like, wow, it's, my Tamagotchi blown, has come to life. Yeah. And it's a real pet. And, and it, it did actually, feel like a real animal. That was the weird part. It would react to you. And would know your voice, and yeah. you could teach it like. Wouldn't word. do like a. It would do a mimic thing where yeah. it could repeat things in yeah, its own little um, language. And you know, it could break wind. Even it was like a proper yeah, yeah. <laughs> And and then we had those like digital dogs, like Robo Dog things, and mm. I remember thinking they were so like cool and like <laughs> this is like going you know, into the 2000s. And I remember the year 2000, everything was like silver and blue. Do you remember? Yeah, there was... It, it was like... It was this all like that, space, wasn't it? Yeah, spacey and Everything had modern. Light, lights on it and... Yeah, like this is the digital age. Like yeah. it really felt like we were going into a modern Huge, era. huge transition. Yeah, like technology and everything. It was like a huge thing. And, it, yeah. um, and then now, like I watched a video... Uh, the other day of what animal was it now? Or was it like a oh it was the Spider Man. The Spider Man at California, Disneyland California. The ride, right? No, 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 the animatronic. Oh, the robot. That is stunning. It's incredible. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible and It's it, an animatronic of Spider Man. Of Spider Man, right. That yeah. moves And he jumps in the same way. <laughs> he jumps from like on a rope not a rope on his spidey web yeah. from um one building does a front flip onto another building and it is a robot it's not attached to anything no. and 
it even like has a like a midway fall and like it pretends to pretends miss the... to like miss and like because you know spider-man's a little clumsy too he's just yeah. a kid so and i was watching that the other day and i was thinking wow we've come a long <laughs> way from that furby like i know you can't buy that robot but one day you know but like it's, it's kind of the prototype, isn't it, really? It's the prototype of that kind of thing, mm. of these mechanical little toys mm. that they just get bigger but more realistic. But this thing can is so realistic that people think it's a human. Yeah. F- like flying through the air. But but the, the engineer that made this uh, Spider-Man, he was talking about it, and mm. he, every tiny, tiny, tiny little movement... Yeah. Like tiny little finger twitch or whatever, he can control it. That's just it just blew my mind. Yeah, and they're, they're, when they're talking about it, they're so casual about it. It's so I think normal. You can yeah. watch it on Disney Plus. There's um there's a thing about it's like behind Disney or something, and it shows you the people that work at Disney. It's the employees, isn't it? And the, yeah, the roles that they have. It's very interesting. Yeah. And there's even like a scuba diver guy. It was so cool to yeah. see that he like goes. He just works at night, doesn't he? When <laughs> all the rides underwater, yeah. And but that one, I just that is astounding. Yeah. The fact that we've come that far and in such a short span of time. <laughs> I was thinking about my little Furby. I guess it proves there are things that can still blow our mind, right? <laughs> mm. And that movie, um, uh, I was trying to tell you about it the other day, Jack, the one with the moving teddy bear. Mm. Uh, what was it called? I don't... I think it was AI something. Oh. I, I know what you mean, but I can't, I can't Artificial think of intelligence. Name. I don't know. It might have just been that. But it's like a teddy bear that this little boy buys you know his mum buys it for i think him. it is called ai artificial intelligence yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah this little bear that his mum buys for him and he turns out to be evil or whatever <laughs> it's like oh that'll never happen in our lifetime i think it might i think it might <laughs> i'm scared yeah i mean you know terminator was a maybe it was a prediction of the way things would go i mean we have them the we war all, against the machines we all have these phones you know that could betray us at any moment and they do right do they? Well, maybe not necessarily in a in a betrayal sense, but they they're listening. You think so? Yeah, I think so. They're listening for something. They're capturing parts of our lives, and then they're processing them and they're sending them off to this other entity. No, that's not true. We we read we watched a YouTube video about it the other day. It wasn't true. That the phones aren't listening to you. Well. The adverts that come up. So that why are inspired... why do they ask for microphone access access then? I don't if, know. If not for some kind of okay, okay, let's just say our searches that we do, that's used because you can you can you can do it by voice. Oh, you mean you mean physical searches? Yeah, 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 yeah of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's it's a part. It's it's almost like the first stepping stone to. Oh, yeah, it that, could literally know. ruin everyone's life. It could send every photo you've ever taken on your phone to your entire contact list or, right. like, you know. But it's just this process that happens is just based on this... You trust this. this. invisible algorithm yeah. that we have no idea what it is. A human has programmed it, but it could do anything. And you, and you trust this device yeah. with your your information, your bank information, your everything, your... Who knows? Phone, photos. You know all these terms and conditions that you tend to have to agree to that you don't really read because it's like 25 pages long. 
imagine if some point in the future <laughs> you, mm. you have to you have to go for a court or something and they're like these are all the papers that you signed <laughs> across your entire <laughs> but, life across your entire life but you've actually signed something entirely different yeah like it's a contract <laughs> they'll get to the point where people just automatically press agree yes so then they just put one in there that's like any anything just ruins in 20 life. years from now you will become a you agree to become a human table <laughs> something like that and if you refuse you can send you to jail or something without your phone without your phone <laughs> without any more permissions needed <laughs> Anyway, that was our dystopian nightmare uh, episode. Yay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to that. <laughs> on, the, on the positive side, our little uh, thought of the week. What, oh, yeah. What's it called? Um, Revelatory statement. Mm-hmm. Do you want um, me to do the outro? You can do the outro, yeah, go for it. Um, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you. Uh, if you liked what you're listening to, then like this podcast can you do that well you can uh you can like it right you can leave a review like a nice review so you can leave a comment a nice one though don't be mean come on yeah be nice be nice uh (laughs) (laughs) and uh share it with your friends you know if if you think oh my friend might like this chill that's a great thing kind of chatty Mm. thing yeah um share it with your friend Become a member of the Owl Commune. Twitty. Which weird to be on the other side of that. you got to do it how I do it. Twitty. Okay. Do you want to do it one more time? Owl Commune Twitty. Twitty. Is that what it sound like? Well, no. Right. A bit higher. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. We do have Facebook and Twitter, but we rarely use them unless you want to see when we upload because it does get posted on there. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Thank you for listening. As always, we do really appreciate you listening. It makes us feel like someone out there, (laughs) someone out there listening, which is always nice. Um, So, yeah, that's it. Jack, would you like to do the revolutionary, revolutionary, revolutionary statement for this week? Thanks, Jodie. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what I do? (laughs) Thanks, Jack. Over to Jack for the weather. It's no. raining. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, let's say for this week, embrace change. It's very frightening, or it can be at least. Ooh, can sorry. be quite uh, can be a test of nerve, but ultimately, change pays off to new things, and that that that's a good thing in life. I would say it's you've always got to keep testing yourself. You know. Yeah. Don't don't just stick to the light path. You gotta you gotta stare into the darkness every now and again and make oh God, sure you keep yourself like in check. Don't say darkness. Well, you know, I'm just saying. Just stare into a new okay, light. Okay, the unknown. Light. Okay. The unknown, not the darkness. Stay <laughs> into the lion's den. Yeah. Just <laughs> don't be afraid to peek your head into the lion's cave because you never know. You also, might. we forgot to share. There will be a space, so we'll have to do that next week. Have we not shared yet that yet? No, I don't oh. think so. Maybe I don't know. All right. That's that's for that's for next week. <laughs> anyway, don't be afraid of change. It's good. Um, Thank you, Jack. That was great. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, we will see you next Sunday, six pm Japan Standard Time. Sometimes it's on a Sunday <laughs> yeah. though. On occasion. <laughs> on occasion. Um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye.